Hi, everybody. You're on the bleeding edge. I'm your host, Ralph Banker. Today, we've got our very special guest, Dr. Danish Mishra. Danish started his uh, career as a rocket scientist and now heads up a team of data analysts working on organizational network analysis. Danish, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ralph. We've got an interesting conversation lined up today. Um, we're going to be exploring on the bleeding edge of performance. And this is an area that you've looked at for quite some time. So what does performance really mean these days in an organizational setting or in a yeah. team setting? I think your experience from F1 might be a, a great example for, for listeners. Yeah. Uh, thanks for that. That's a great question. Um, it's interesting to start with Formula One. Uh, what, what do you realize very soon in Formula One, or for that matter, any high clock speed, technologically advanced industry, uh, is performance doesn't lie in your patents, in your pace of working, in your manuals, in your how-to-dos. Performance lies in people. Performance, the cutting, bleeding edge of performance is in people and the relationships between them. The competitive advantage is in the relationships, right? It's, it's, it's the nature of those relationships, how people are interacting, because what happens in the course of these interactions, and all of us feel this, right? There's always that one person in the office or in a friend circle who just, you know, the moment they are around, they just lit a fire under your, excuse my French, your bottom. Uh, because what's happening there, they bring in this energy then they're not necessarily the smartest person around. Chances are that they don't even know that they're doing it. But what they do is they act as this catalyst, which, which just invigorates your relationships with the other people in the room. And what then starts happening is you start sharing these ideas which you yourself are not conscious of. You know, uh, there's a famous saying, you always know more than what you know. And that bit that you don't know, that's where the real bleeding edge of performance lies, right? It's not, again, I keep on saying, performance is not in patents, it's in people's, uh, and people's relationships. And those relationships help you amplify, and that's the key word. Because, uh, and you see it again and again in F1, that it, it was not, you know, of course, you need a leader and a charismatic figure with certain level of technical expertise, but nobody does things on their own. The era of one mad genius just completely changing the world on their own. You know, that never really existed. It was always a group of people. That individual's capability, again, the word amplified by the people around them. This is a really powerful idea. Of course, we see organizations really being structured around this idea of, of a team just because they're in the same organization. Are they in fact in a team? How do you even measure performance in this kind of network setting that you're describing? That's a, that's a fantastic question. Are they even in the same team, even though they are in the same organization? Chances are they are not. You know, if you look at the OED, Oxford English Dictionary, it defines an organization as a group of people working with a common purpose. And I always add the qualifier at the end, hopefully. Because often, especially with big organizations, but also with small organizations, we, we get a people 
you know, together to start working on something. Uh, because you don't have a way of quantifying or measuring what these relationships are, you don't really know if they are all pushing in the same direction. And uh, what you want to do there is, you want to, as you said, you want to figure out, are these people working in the teams that you want them to be working? Because that's not only good for the business, but it's also for the individual, because that's much more fulfilling. And if they are being energized and engaged by the team, it's also good for their well-being. Uh, to address your uh, point around how do you measure it, I mean, uh, I've been doing this for a good five years, last five years of my life, working on uh, this piece of technology called network analysis, uh, which is essentially a marriage between mathematics and sociology. Uh, in its simplest term, you look at relationship, which is the sociological component, is Ralph connected to Danish? Danish connected to Ralph? Uh, are they being energized by each other? What's the nature of relationship? Is Ralph connecting to Danish or is it other way around? And the strength of relationships, so you take those sociological ideas and then you quantify them. You count the number of connections. And voila, all of a sudden, you have an incredibly powerful tool which allows you to understand that these structures on paper, which you call team organizations, whatever it may be, are they actually doing what they, uh, you know, they claim to be doing, as in working together in a coherent manner towards a common goal? So, Danish, to get all of this data together is obviously quite an intensive exercise. How do you go about collecting the kind of insight that allows you to understand how people connect and and how do you even understand what to do with that? Yeah, uh, well, we, you know, we just ask people, whom do they connect to in the organization? And, uh, you know, that's our way of doing it. There are a couple of other ways as well. You can just look at the org structure and look at how X is connecting with Y. But uh, what we're trying to do is we are trying to get an honest answer from people. So we, we, we send out these surveys uh, asking them, you know, who's the person in the organization who energizes you, who stretches your thinking? Um, once they have answered those questions, and they can nominate whomever they want uh, in the survey, and once we get uh, answers from the entire organization, we build our networks. And the reason we do that way is because, again, it A, allows us to capture that sociological context, right? Who's going to whom for a particular thing? Is, is person X going to person Y for energy? Is it person X also going to person Y for information, right? Because we want to capture that context and, you know, the directionality of relationship. Are both, you know, any given two people, are they both connected to each other or is it just going in one direction? Because that tells you a lot. Uh, once we have all that information, we do, uh, you know, some background backend processing. We run our, you know, it's all based around machine learning. The more we feed it, the better it gets. It's a monster which has gotten out of hand now. <laughs> so we, we quite literally have uh, millions of relationships in the database. So it just runs them, iterates them, and it tells us about relative positions of individuals in the network based on that. So you could have, you know, an individual with, 
500 people coming to them, but all 500 go to that people as their 10th choice in the network. They would much rather go to nine other people before going to that particular person. So while this person does have 500 people coming to them, the quality of relationship is slightly different. It's not good or bad, it's just different, right? So that individual's position is going to be very different than another individual who might just have 25 people coming to them, but all 25 nominate that person as the, the most energizing person in the network, right? And the real magic happens when we take all this information, you know, we have done the numbers, the boring stuff in the back end, and then we go and we tell people, by the way, you might not know, Ralph works in South Africa, but 60% of your organization is dependent on him showing up to make sure everybody's energized and engaged in what they are doing. Because again, it's the cascading effect. It's one individual, Ralph's energy, which is really firing up these three other individuals who are connected to nine other people, who are connected to 27 other people, and so forth and so on. It's, it's, it's like, you know, those old style uh, egg whisks with the little spikes coming out at the bottom, right? And you got a, uh, all you do is there is a spring and you just press it and it just turns the whole thing. That's what's happening with network effect. You have a small spring, which is one individual, and that individual supplies that spring energy into the, into the you know, your bowl of egg mix, and that just whips it up. It sounds like you're describing uh, the ultimate popularity context. Yeah, contest. Uh, I mean, do we, do we use this on Miss World? <laughs> Should we? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, no, it's not actually, because it, it depends on the question you ask. It can be a popularity context, uh, contest if you're asking the wrong question. Uh, what, what we try to do, and, uh, you know, even in academic research, uh, you know, I used to be academic in a past life, uh, you will see that people have arrived at certain questions to elicit certain responses about specific thing. So for example, we have been working with the uh, energy aspect of an organization. So energy is a proxy for engagement and productivity. And what are the questions? So energy, give us, and, what do you ask? Yeah, and, and, and uh, you got energy questions. We ask people, whom do you go to for energy? Who energizes you in the organization? We have a question around stretching your thinking. Who stretches your thinking? Now, that's a, that's, what that captures is that element of innovation. Who's inculcating inno innovation in this organization? We have question around whom do you go to for information, right? Who is maintaining the information flow in this organization of 4,000 people, right? I mean, there's no point you trying to go to 500 different people for information. Most people want one or two or three source of information at most for the work they are trying to get done. Whom do you go to for collaboration? Whom do you go to to get secure, faster progress, right? Who's giving that agility boost in the organization? Whom do you go to for support, which is a very, very critical thing in an organizational context. And getting these questions right, and we've done a lot of research on getting, we have nine questions. Uh, so uh, as I said, just to recap, we have got information, collaboration, agility, energy, trust, whom you can be open and honest with, support, 
development, you know, who, who offers you development in this organization, guidance and stretch. So we, we, we've got these nine questions, which, which is an integrated model, which is trying to capture the operational, cultural and strategic aspects of an organization's life. So we get that, we plug it into the model, and again, we go back to fundamentals. The sociological aspect of relationship. Who is nominating whom? What about the directionality? What about the order? And then we do the maths on it, run it through our machine learning algorithm. And then we produce a picture which starts giving us an idea. Who's, who's your key influencer in this network, right? If you could just get to one person, or, or, or if you wanted a search box like Google, who is the person who will really energize this organization? Who is the person who's supporting uh, you know, my organization? And who is the person who can really give an agility boost into, into the otherwise, you know, uh, we all know supply chains are struggling now. So who is the key person who can provide that agility into my supply chain? So we produce results like that. And then we show you how people are connecting, where are the structural holes in the network. And the reason, Ralph, you know, why, why, why we're doing this is, again, finding these individuals, finding the right type of network, because that's very important, right? If you have 4,000 people, you don't want all 4,000 to be connected to all 4,000. You want right people to be connected to right people, okay? If you have that right network, again, you get that amplifying effect, that spring effect, right? One person can completely transform how the organization is performing. Because what they're doing, they're bringing all this energy information and this stretch together into this cauldron, which starts bubbling with the right people plugging in their energy into it. So, I mean, this is really powerful stuff. Uh, and... Uh... And of course, um, actually, if it's nine questions, then that feels like a reasonably straightforward approach to collect the information. Um, I, I presume you're doing all of this by survey. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's what we do. We, uh, we send out these large-scale surveys to thousands of people, and they go through it. We preload their organization, their colleagues' names on the system, and they can nominate it. We make it as easy as possible. And of course, it's all, you know, secured and anonymized. We want to respect people's privacy because the idea here is to understand the network and uh, understand it in a manner where it's, it leads to a positive outcome. So the best way to do it, as you said, a large scale survey, send it out, preload the names, people do it. it usually takes around 15 minutes. So if I'm a, uh, a leader of a business today and uh, I need to improve the performance of the team, especially now that we've got a, uh, a virtual network and we're all relying on uh, a long distance relationship, frankly. Uh, and I'm, I'm really kind of wondering, you know, if I run this type of survey in my business and I look at this insight, what am I going to do with that? How, how is that going to help me respond now when I'm losing all of my customers, my supply chain is disrupted, and uh, I'm facing a cash flow crisis? Um, all very 
very pertinent and very relevant questions. It's funny you asked me those because I just got off a call with a client around those and they were asking me the same thing. Uh, and, and, and we have tried to respond because, of, you know, uh, as an organization, we are our main purpose is to help people. And what we are trying to do with our clients is, A, help them understand the new norm. Right? I mean, that's very important. Uh, you have sent people to work from home, but what does that mean? How does it change the support structure? How are, how are you keeping your people engaged, right? And most fundamentally, how are you ensuring the well-being of your employees? I think that's very critical, and we don't want to ignore that aspect. So that's why, you know, things like your support network, your trust network are very, very critical for this. So A, I think a tool like network analysis helps you to understand the new normal. B, spot holes in the new normal, right? Uh, are the connections existing where you want them to be? So in given environment, supply chains are so incredibly critical, right? And because we are trying to keep the food supply chains going, the pharmaceutical supply chains going, and these are you know, massive globe-wide supply chains. So what we do is we're trying to make sure that supply chains has right levels of connectivity and see in that process, we identify the key individuals who are keeping the platform afloat. I think that's very critical in this day and age, in this time when we, you know, as you said. So these just, are the people I shouldn't really be losing. I don't want to fire these guys. I don't want absolutely. to make them redundant. And more importantly, I want to offer them all the support that I can. Yeah. Okay, I think that's, that's equally as important. You identify these key, key people who are keeping the platform afloat, offer them the support they need to keep doing what they're doing, and D, at the same time, have some contingency planning, make sure that you have a good bench strength. You have people who are supporting this key individual, but at the same time can step on to, you know, provide more support, or if the need be, take over. If for whatever reason, your current key individual can't carry on. So this is really a way for people to understand succession planning. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's part of it. You know, uh, you know, succession planning, attrition risk and whatnot. But in current environment, the way I'm thinking, the way it will be most helpful for people, A, understand what's the new normal. B, who are the people who are sustaining this new normal and offer them support? And C, make sure that if, 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 if these key people were to, you know, unfortunately, for example, I'm, I'm trying to avoid the C word given the circumstances, uh, but if they fall, uh, uh, you know, something happens to them, uh, then you have the bench strength which can step up. And if you don't have the bench strength, we will help you to train them up. Uh, the, you know, and then... It's, 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 I think it's where, that's, that's one of the most, uh, most uh, dare I say, uh, relevant application of the tool given the you know, circumstances that we are in. And the, Danish, when you kind of deploy this with, with your clients, I mean, you know, is, is this something that they would typically uh, look at once? Is, is this something that you, you run on a, on a regular basis? I mean, uh, with, with quite a few clients, and we always advise that, that we do it once, 
we find some insights, we, we do some actions and we run it again to make sure that those changes have taken effect and they have stickiness to them. We, we like our actions to stick, our initiatives to make an effect and you can measure that. Uh, and uh, usually we do a pre and post, uh, but increasingly clients are interested in doing it on a continuous basis. Uh, you know, run it every quarter just to make sure that they have right sort of connectivity in the organization. And, you know, they, they're prepared for scenarios like this. You know, if you know who are your key individuals for support, who are your key individuals for trust, who are your key individuals for collaboration. In a scenario like that, you can not only assure people via these individuals, communicating all the information in a transparent manner to these individuals who can then cascade that information and knowledge through the network and they have a lot of trust built into the system so people buy in into them and uh, you you're better prepared to respond to things like uh, you know present circumstances and if you think about um, the kind of benefits that you're seeing you know what what are companies truly able to get out of this where have you seen examples that have delivered uh, outsize improvement, shall we say? So, uh, I mean, for obvious reason, clients are not entirely comfortable with uh, telling you about exact, but uh, I, I'm, uh, I can disclose a few examples. So in this, uh, one of the biggest civil engineering firms uh, where they were trying to transition from a, uh, you know, a geography-based operating model to a functional operating model, uh, doing network analysis made them realize that they did not have any chance of succeeding in it because the entire organization was structured around geographies. There were no connectivity beyond the geographies. So if they were to transition to a functional model without you know, preparing the groundwork for it, something which they were considering going ahead with, it would have been a disaster because people were not prepared. So we went in, we instituted some actions, and and few programs to do that. In another case, we were working with this big global distributed system company where what we did is we worked very closely with them on succession planning, identifying the key individual who can support, uh, you know, the uh, because the global distribution system industry has changed a lot and still changing to support and respond to rapid changes and step over. In a Middle Eastern bank, uh, which I'm very fond of that example, we work on attrition. And we identified, we went to them and we told them, listen, we're worried about these 17 people. They're going to leave the company. And they said, yeah, you're just making that up. Your numbers can't tell you. Within the next three months, all 17 had left the organization. So, you know, they came back to us immediately. Give us the list of next 50 and help us stop that tail and drain. Because they were thinking, if we can stop one senior exec, whatever investment we are making with this, uh, this network analysis tool, it's worth it. And then we work closely. So we, we, we sort of get involved wherever our clients need it because the tool is fantastically flexible. So uh, its, its applicability is, uh, if anything, limited by our imagination. But it, it, it makes difference in those areas in, you know, when you're trying to understand operating model, when you're trying to facilitate transformation processes, attrition, succession planning, a whole host of things. 
And if people want to find out more about this and, uh, and, and what to do with this technology, I mean, is it just for big companies uh, or, or does it work with smaller teams? I mean, first thing I would say, go to your website, complete-coherence.com and reach out to us. We are always happy to have a conversation. Uh, but this, this tool is applicable for anyone. So it, even if you are, say, I mean, we, we say anywhere between 30 to 30,000, this, this will work fantastically well. So if you're a group of 30 people or 25 people, even then it works well. If you're a group of 30,000 people, even then it works well. We, right. we, we scale with you. You know, like I said, you give us a challenge, you come to us and you say, you know, I don't know, I'm Indian Railways and I have 12 million employees. I go, yeah, sure. We will have to upgrade our servers, but we can probably run this. You know, you will ask, you will ask 12 million people nine questions and with nine questions, you will be able to assess the organizational performance we will be able to tell you who are who's one person in this organization of 12 million in whom you need to invest to get the biggest biggest return on your investment and make the biggest difference to the organizational performance fantastic well i think that's a great example and that uh, brings us to the end of our show Thank you very much to uh, Dr. Donish Mishra uh, for joining us in the studio, in the Zoom studio today. Uh, thank you, Donish. Thank you, Ralph. Thank you for having me. It was great talking to you. This uh, is The Bleeding Edge. I'm your host, Ralph Banker. See you on the edge. <laughs>